anyway, let's I'm go kidding. ahead and let's go ahead and get in. I know it. Let's just go ahead and get in the pay per view, and we'll we'll as shit allows, we'll sprinkle shit throughout about what we just talked about. I'll find a minute. Exactly. It is fucking shit. Master of the segue over here, dude. Don't worry about it. I got you. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah, it is. I know. I bullshit for a living, dude. Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> While you're we're doing that, I'm gonna bring up the card for the pay per view because I don't remember who. Uh, I know we don't do match by match, but I want to make sure we talk about we give a good sampling of everything. Uh huh. Don't forget the. Uh, I actually watched the pre-show. I know you always ask, anyways. But yeah. Okay. So, uh, well, let's get into that. Uh, go ahead. The pre-show. The pre-show I okay. thought was uh, one of the best matches, to be honest. Everybody's okay, saying that, and I didn't watch the pre-show. Was it Rico and Serena Deep for the NWA title? Okay, Vic, how did you not watch the pre-show? You. <laughs> as, soon oh, as, saw, okay. as, as soon as I saw Rio's name, I was like, oh, I guess I'm watching this. I mean, they were okay, playing. So... <laughs> Go ahead, bro. No, I was just going to make a comment about their plastic belt. Ah, okay. No, well, well, this it looks is like something that came from Kmart. <laughs> it looks like you know what? It looks like the Toy Intercontinental Championship belt that I had back in '93. Hey, hey is, is that is but, that the 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 actual like the NWA Women's belt it, from like way back when? It, it's a it's supposed belt, to be. It's supposed to be, but it doesn't. It didn't look like the same one that they had when uh, Serena when uh, Serena D beat um, what's her name? Uh, Thunder Rosa. Yeah, Thunder Rosa. It doesn't look like the same one. That one legit looked plastic. It didn't even have uh-huh. a shine to it. The other one is boring looking, but at least it looked like it's it's metal or tin or something. This one legit looked plastic. I looked at it like pretty closely, and I was like, no, that looks like plastic. So I don't know if they're not letting them travel anymore with that belt. Something happened. Maybe uh, one of them lost it. Maybe Serena Deep lost it. <laughs> I don't know, uh-huh. but I'm, I'm almost positive that's not the real belt. Uh, it probably is. It's probably a prop. I know that the original one. I think. Uh, I think WWE has it in the in the New York warehouse. It's the one with uh, the Fabulous Moodle's uh, image on it. Is that the that one? Uh, is that the one that uh, is featured on uh, Most Wanted Treasures? <laughs> I I think so. That's the one. Or that's the one that Wendy Riker won. Actually, I think uh, I think Vince McMahon paid paid Moolah like what ten or fifteen grand just to get that belt. From oh, is that the one she hijacked? Yeah, so that that's the original NWA belt, the one with the with her picture, Moolah's picture on it. And Tian is in the house. Oh yeah, Tian. Hey, you didn't oh, miss yeah. any, you didn't miss anything, man, because apparently the recorder didn't turn on the like all the no no we just got started with the pay per view, but we were talking about the releases. <laughs> Before, uh-huh. so we must just cover it very quickly Dad's right reaction. now. So it's a nice, it's a nice, it's a nice segue into the thing. Yeah, Dan's reaction was like, "Oh, did we lose something else again?" Yeah, not, yeah, no, it, was, it wasn't as. We've been recording for time. an hour already, Dan. No, I'm scared. <laughs> no, we haven't. <laughs> I'm gonna give you the quick recap, Dan. Anybody else can add what they what they want to add. Uh, was that uh, Strowman was shocking, but Strowman is is a big money contract. For just an attraction, he's he's never going to be the kind of the main player with anybody. Yeah. And then he kind of shit on himself when he talked shit on the Indies last year, saying to get a real job. And um, he did put out some stuff saying WWE is the only place that he would work. So we were talking about okay, would it work in Japan for him? Because you kind of forget everything in Japan and actually learn how to wrestle. 
you know, because yeah, he doesn't yeah. doesn't know how to do that. With he's got the three moves. Uh, don't necessarily see AEW as a fit for him uh, at all. Um, Alistair Black, though. Pretty... Go ahead. I said it would be pretty shocking if AEW signs Spellman. Yeah. Alistair Black is more apt to go to AEW. But it was he was surprising to get cut because cut he's been on TV the last two weeks. But you know what? Now that I think about it, that's not unheard of either because freaking, what's his name? Uh, Alexander Wolf was literally on NXT and got jumped and dumped from Imperium. And then all of a sudden, like, hey, you're also fired. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. dude was just on TV and <laughs> yeah, got a beatdown. But... All of a sudden, like, comes home, like, hey, you're fired too. Well let's, not, well, let's not forget, uh, was it Peyton Royce or no, Billy Kay, who was in the Rumble and then was let go the next day or something, or two days later? Yeah, you know what? WrestleMania yeah. tag team title match. Yeah. Oh, that was it, yeah. It was, it was the one. gauntlet, it was the gauntlet, wasn't it? It was the yeah. gauntlet match, yeah. Prominently featured, though. Yeah, maybe that's not surprising yeah. at all anymore. Uh, Ruby Riot, I think Impact. I think she'll she'll do Impact. She'll She'll be okay. Whatever she does, she'll be okay. Vic wants to see Buddy Murphy and Aleister Black in AEW as a tag team because the matches they had in WWE, they had good chemistry. And Lana, we think if she, if she doesn't come out of a cake on AEW, then she'll probably just retire and uh, pursue acting. Pursue acting. Did you see, and I meant to say this because it's dirty, but did you see on that? And Mike, Mike knows I trolled this one Facebook page all day. Like, I just trolled them hard. But <laughs> did you see? Anytime they mentioned her, because you know how the joke has been like, they just take their name and spell it backwards or some play on the name and say is all elite. So they just took her name and spelled it backwards, but her name backwards happens to be anal. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, you know, anal is all elite. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. That's just freaking wrong. <laughs> so wrong, but it's so right. <laughs> so that was the gist of the conversation, man. And there we covered what we talked about for about 20 minutes and like five, but it's okay. <laughs> so the you know the Serena Deeb uh, Rio match was was good. These all these ladies, man, are kicking the shit out of each other. And we'll get. You want to talk to other women's match now? We don't need to go in order. Since we're talking sure. about the ladies. No, I just I, I wanted to say that I'm glad it was. I was glad to hear that Rio is now living here permanently. So we should see her. I don't know if she's going to be working more uh, with uh, TNA or if she's going to be working more with. Uh, AEW, but either way, it's good to see her on TV. Yeah, okay, you know what? I'm going to go into the women's match, the other one, just because we're talking about the women, and just kind of get it out of the way. Um, uh, Yeah, again, another match where they kick the shit out of each other. Um, I like this match. First of all, can I say I was disgusted by what happened with Hikaru Shida and the Spanish commentator? That was disgusting. They wound up firing him, Yeah, They they fired him. They did. Bro, I mean, I know that's a that's an old thing. It isn't 1986. Like that shit's not gonna uh, fly. And to be honest with you, she speaks better English than Shinsuke. She speaks better, yeah. way better Eng- English than Shinsuke. She has brought herself here. She lives in the U.S. She has wanted to learn English. She damn well knows if I'm gonna get over here, I gotta speak English. Like that. That's just yeah. kind of what it is. So she's she's committed herself to that. I thought it was good. She spoke a little slow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, how many people do you know that, you know, have come up? Dude, friends of mine, their parents have learned English here. And you talk to them now, years later, and it's they're talking to me like we're talking right here. Where when they were first yeah. learning it, it was slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But as soon as they get used to it, it's like it's like nothing, man. You can't even catch an accent on them anymore. So like, uh, no, I was disgusted by that. They just gave her that new belt, yeah. you know. And um, what's different on the belt? Is it is it is it just got the gold plating now? I think it's a little bigger. wider it's a little, too. It's bigger. It's a little yeah. bigger. Is it bigger? Wider. I couldn't. Yeah. I just. I couldn't even. I couldn't tell. I. I just could tell that it looked like it was gold plated now instead of the old one, which was not. I think. But mm-hmm. it, it's the old one. The old one looked like the the kids' version of it. Right. It just. I just yeah. thought it seemed oh. weird that they were changing the belt already. Um, I, same I think, belt pretty much, just bigger. Yeah, I think right. it's just it's just bigger. It's different. They gave it to her for the year, like anniversary, and she was super excited to. Re- and they they have talked about this for weeks, how she's been a champion during the pandemic, so she has. Do you think she gets to keep that other belt now? I'm I'm sure, I'm sure she does. Sure. But did you catch her when she came out? She actually at one point put her hand to her mouth, like, "Oh my god, like this is what it's like to to do this in front of a live crowd." Which can I tell you made a huge difference. Oh my God! The yeah, crowd was awesome at, on the pay per view. Yeah, you, you, and here I'm, I have a reason for saying that. Now I was going to mention it anyway, but I have a reason for saying that. Um, I thought the match was kick ass. I thought the match was really good. Oh yeah, um, big time. You know, we've said some stuff before about about Britt Baker, about you know, okay, still a little green and stuff like that. Uh, but I'll be damned if she wasn't over. She was over with that live crowd. Like you, you could hear it, and she posted stuff to her Instagram story of like fan video from the crowd when they hit three man. The place erupted. The place freaking yes. erupted. And but and I I've, I've seen Britt Baker in person. Like I I seen her at a, at a, a, what is a supposedly not defunct bar wrestling, and mm-hmm. um she yeah. was she's over coming out just in bar wrestling. The whole Doctor Baker DMD chance that that started with that. Like she's been over like yeah. that, so yeah, they've yeah. been doing a good job over the past, well, over the whole entire pandemic, pretty much of of trying to of getting her over, uh, even when she wasn't in the title picture. They did a good job of getting her over, uh, going all the way back to the injury thing and through that whole thing, the introduction of Rebel, not Reba, and uh, all that stuff. They've just been it's a bit it's been a slow burn because this is what they knew that they wanted to do. Sheeta did a Hell of a fucking job placeholding wow. that belt. Between her and, and Moxley holding that belt for the during the pandemic, they did about as well as you could have expected out of any yeah. any uh, wrestler doing what they did over that time and putting prestige, holding prestige to a belt where you don't really have a lot going on. And then to be able to let that slow burn on Britt Baker happen and then let her be the bridge into this next... Uh, transition period of back into normalcy for wrestling. And I think uh, they're even in on the men's side uh, with, uh, with uh, Kenny, uh, they're, they're both uh, going to, you know, do good jobs of uh, get, taking us into that next uh, level. Uh, right. We call those, we call those, we call those the workhorses. That's what we call them. The workhorses. You know, a few, and that's a lot of confidence that they're giving <clears throat> yeah. to, to uh, Britt Baker that she could be that workhorse. Kenny obviously is well deserved, but uh-huh. you know how how um, uh, Britt call, calls herself uh, Doctor Baker, calls herself the the yeah. face of the women's division. A few weeks ago, I, I would not have agreed with that. Seeing how over she was with this crowd, I'm starting to believe it that that she's the one uh, that's the uh, from a storyline perspective and from the entertainment yes. perspective. You know, not yes. necessarily the not necessarily the work. But I can deliver a story 
type thing. And Mike, you, you seem to you agree with me? Well, let me just say that uh, I thought this match was terrible. This is by far the worst match on the card. There was very what? sloppy. Britt Baker looked like she was blown sky high. And Hikaru Shida, to me, is miles above any other woman in this company. I think they have better talent as far as the women talent goes. Mm-hmm. And that's by design. WWE did that shit on purpose. They didn't want AEW to get the Candice LeRae's. And the Tony Storms and, the, the, you know, the women that were really kicking ass on the indies. But you're right as far as the personality and the – how much she's over with this crowd. I do think they, they brought it back at the end because they were laying it in really good. Um, but there was a lot of missed spots and a lot of sloppiness in this. And it, it goes back to her being green in the ring. But the character work is what's getting her to this, this point here. And I think she's only going to continue to improve. But when she turned heel, I mean, it was the best thing going in this division for a long time because the Rios and everybody were trapped in Japan. They couldn't travel because of the pandemic. So Sheeta just kind of ran through everybody and even some people that maybe weren't ready to get into that spot. But um, this is the right call to put the belt on Britt at this point. Uh, Sheeta's had a good run, and she absolutely carried this division all the way through the pandemic. Um, and you're right, the crowd popped huge for her to win. I just, I wasn't a big fan of the match until the end. Okay, or maybe I'll rewatch it and, and, and check that out. But I, I was into it, I guess, because I like both. I like the character of Britt Baker, and I think she kills. I think she kills it. Like, like as she is incredible. Out, you know. I mean, I, I do agree that uh, Britt Baker seemed overly outmatched in the in the match itself, even though you probably knew what was going to happen. But oh, yeah. she was overmatched. But then it, that played into the storyline too, because a lot of times when you have that, uh, you know, you you know, you know what's going to happen, but you want to see how it gets there. Yeah. And sure. a lot of times you have that person be outmatched most of the match, so her being outmatched plays into the story. Sure. But this does having Brit as the as the champion now allows other females to see if they can if they can step up. Now, because you know, yeah. Tay Conti's down the line somewhere, dude. And you, you can't tell me yeah. she still needs work. She still needs work, but you can't tell me she has not vastly improved from her time I in think NXT. What, I think what's I think what's her name is uh, Jade. I forget, I forget oh, her name. Card- well, Card- yeah, one. okay. She she uh, as an athlete as an athlete, yeah. But you know what? That's AEW's answer to Bianca Belair, and and yeah. I I don't want her. She can get the Roman treatment, dude. And you gotta watch that. You can't shove her down our, her down our throats. Yeah. You can't do that. Like, yeah. she's green. It, it has to, it has to build. I just mentioned Tay Conti. She does need the work. She does need the work, but the improvement yeah. is vast from what she was doing in NXT. Oh, yeah. I, sure. I don't want to see her champion next month. I, I want to see her in the, in the picture and just continue to get better is what I want to see. Well, she, she's, she's, a, she's gonna be a champion eventually, dude. The, the promising thing about these women that they have right now is you can see the upside. It's not like you're seeing like a Lana where you're like, she's just never going to get it. You know what I mean? Like you can see the improvement every single month. And the cool thing about Britt Baker being the champ now is with that character work, they can get people more interested in the storylines around the championship instead of just, okay, she does wrestling this person for no fucking reason. You know what I'm saying? They can build storylines better. Um, with Britt being the champion now, and, and uh, I think it's the right move, and, and I like the result, the end result, for sure. 
Yeah, the uh, did you guys notice the insult to injury? Um, like right after uh, that, the WWE Instagram posted like yeah, they posted of uh, a yeah, yeah, uh, squashing a Britt Baker. Oh yeah, <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. You know that because was by design. How yeah, that's much we were talking about about people seeing how much they were over. I don't know. I mean, do you want to? I got another guy that I'll tell you, man. He he got over. This was his time, uh, but I don't know if you want to go there yet because it's one it's one of the main events. Uh, before you uh, go on, if we're getting moving away from the ladies, I just wanted to make a comment about uh, how significant it is that uh, both AEW and WWE both chose. Uh, Japanese women to carry their belts during the pandemic. Yeah. And that's a great and example. And that they both about obviously the did fantastic. Because, like, Asuka, she doesn't speak very good English at all, but she's over big time just with her charisma and her personality, personality you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. But, um, you know, the other match that I kind of wanted to bring up on here is because I heard Dave Meltzer saying this was a match of the year candidate. And I could not, like, disagree more, but for, for more, like, stickler reasons, this is the Young Bucks versus uh, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Okay, he said that? He said that. No. Yeah. The, the problem I have with this is there's no fucking rules here. Like, like, Eddie Kingston's waiting outside for a tag this whole time, and meanwhile the Young Bucks are in the ring for 45 minutes beat the shit out of Moxley nonstop. I just felt like the psychology of this match was way off. And then Moxley takes a Melcher driver on the outside on the concrete and pretty much no-sells it. <laughs> I just can't fucking believe. And then it ends with the knees to the face after he just took a pile driver on the concrete on the outside. It just, it, that just doesn't make sense to me, dude. I, I hated that. How many ribs did we see of other wrestlers? So the obvious one yes. was, was the Roman Reigns, Wah! like that was freaking completely obvious. <laughs> but freaking Matt awesome. Jackson was hopping around the ring doing I don't know what, looking like freaking Rumpelstiltskin hopping back and forth, you know, yes. while uh, they're beating on Mo- like what, what was he doing? Like I don't I don't I don't, I don't get that. Not only that, maybe his arm around like if he was like if he was Randy if he was the Macho Man. Is that what I he was doing? Okay, yeah, is, that's is what that. Was- is that what we're doing now? Between because the last big match they had, it, it was I'm you know against uh, um, um, SoCal Uncensored was I'm sorry yeah. I love you like dude are, are we just taking yeah. storylines from 15 years ago and like yeah, right? poking fun at them like God because even before they did the ooh they they put their hands out their fists out you know to, yeah. to do this in front of Moxley like that, okay I mean. Ordinarily, I would have like I find that funny, but he just he did it too much. If it was just okay, I'm in this one spot, I'm gonna make funny, okay. But like, it just seemed like they were doing that the whole match. Dude, they were running on the show too. They were acting like early '90s Shawn Michaels. Dude. That's how they were acting with the little with the little leather beret and shit. <laughs> you know? Like old school HBK. Yeah. They probably <laughs> would have let him come down from the ceiling if uh, somebody else was if somebody else wasn't already doing that. Yeah, right? <laughs> but um, five matches with run-ins, I think I counted. And that's a lot, dude. Who, that's who, WWE shit. Okay, who ran in to take out Carl Anderson? Kazarian. Oh, it was Kaz? Yeah. Okay, I didn't, I didn't catch he's that. He's uh, an uh, elite hunter now, and I don't know when this started. 
Sometimes they reference BTE like everybody watches BTE. That's a problem they have. They they do that all the time, which I understand yeah. they use BTE to advance some character development and stuff. But if you're doing a storyline on that, that's that's difficult to do because you you assume everybody watches everything, and you don't catch casual fans like that. Not not that oh, we're. Yeah, you guys actually do watch it. I don't. I just I, I don't, don't watch, watch videos. I know about it. I want to. I just don't. Yeah. It's like the time, dude. It's like barely have enough time to watch this shit. You know. Yeah. 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 That that's a problem. That they have, but okay, okay, yeah, I had no idea. And then they said it, and I was like, I don't know, even know what they said. So okay. <laughs> um, what else do I want to say? I mean, we can go all over the place. Anything? Okay. If you you want to transition to the thing you wanted to talk about, I, I can, but that's a main event. So do you want to go there already? We jump around. We don't care. That's I mean, fine. Okay. So real, real quick, real quick, that opener with Hangman Page and Brian Cage was a fucking banger, dude. That was a good match. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, Cage got to show what he can do. Yeah. That, that and that's an, another another guy we've seen at Bar Wrestling, right? Who um he, he can do a lot. He just you know uh remember he was X Division when he was in Impact. He was wrestling on the he can do all that shit, dude. There's a face turn coming there too. You see it, right? Yeah. Hey, I'm oh, gonna yeah, be yeah. disappointed if he doesn't bring that uh, shiny armor to Comic Con Revolution with him. <laughs> hey, I did I see I did see him post. That he had that made for what was supposed to be his debut last year at Double or Nothing, oh. but because of the time constraints and what was going on, he decided not to. And he's like, "I've held on to it, waiting for the perfect time to to do it, and and this is it." Dan, you said something about that. You said something about Cage's uh, armor, whatever it it, it is. You yeah, uh, I I had texted you. I was like. Uh, dude, that armor looks. He looks like a monster in that thing. It looks cool. The dude, well, you've seen him in person. The I thought, it looked, I thought ripped, it was silly, dude. but <laughs> it was. It was very silly. I think it looks cool. I mean, that's cool, but I laughed. I laughed out loud when he came out. I was like, oh, looks like a comic book here. I was like, oh, look at a cyborg over here. Yeah, you <laughs> must not have seen hey, Universal hey. Look at Universal Soldier over here. Vic, 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 help me out. Vic, help me out. Who did who did Kenny Omega come out as at, at uh, Wrestle Kingdom when he took on uh, uh, either Okada or, or Jericho? Dude, he comes out. Kenny Omega has come out in some whack stuff, dude. Like full on, like this dude's going trick or treating style costumes, not just <laughs> ring wear. Like you know, I'm gonna take off Scott Steiner of with the chainmail. I'm sure it's like, over the top. Absolutely. Yeah. But, I, mean, get, I still. Don't forget Triple H WrestleMania entrance with Mr. Sting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, tell that every Triple H WrestleMania entrance. Let's yeah. just let's just let's yeah. call a spade a spade. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, but the, the the match was good. Hey, how did Hangman? Was that the match Hangman got cut, or was that on Dynamite where he got cut? Dude, that that's Dynamite. the match that started off. That's that that because the second match was the the Bucks and uh versus uh, yeah. Kingston and. Oxy. Yeah. They they fed off the energy off that page off that page and uh uh after that page match they 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 they, they fed off cage. that energy. Yeah, page and cage. Excuse me. <clears throat> but it was a pretty good match though. Very good oh, match. Big time. The the highlight of this whole show for me was Sting by far, dude. <laughs> The first move of the match, he takes a suplex on the concrete, and I'm like, oh, fuck. 
Like, what are they doing? You know, he gets up and no sells it, tears the old man's shirt off. Cause a lot of these old guys will wear a t-shirt cause they're not as jacked as they used to be. He looks like a million bucks. Doesn't fucking cross body off the stage onto these dudes. I was marking out, man. I fucking love yeah, it. Can I tell you that when I watched that, I, I was watching it and they, they protected him well. Yes. Oh, yeah. they, they protected, they protected him well. I, I mean, you know, because they're going to protect each other and because it's a 60 year old man, dude. Yeah. You know, you know, do, with do spinal problems. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With, with known spinal problems, um, they protected him. Well, you got your stinger splashes. So you marked out for that. I mean, for what he did and it wasn't a lot, he did some cool stuff, but it wasn't a lot. And there's no way he's going to do that every week, but, um, no. it, it was pretty cool. No. I liked when, uh, he, he did the stinger splashes and then both guys are down. And then he, the camera cuts over to Darby, who's got his hand out because he's just got the shit kicked out of him. Has his hand out, says "tag me," and basically says, "I want him. I want him to um, Ethan Page." And he goes and gives it to him. So it was entertaining. It was an entertaining just match. The, just the, the crowd, the crowd just gave me goosebumps. The crowd yelling, "You still got it. You still got it." After <laughs> after six years, you know that we've been kind of waiting for that one match that we wanted as as a fan, which we know it's never going to happen. No, that you know, no, and it, it doesn't need to happen, dude. I know where you're, it, we yeah, all we all know you're going with with Taker, bro, and it's not going to happen. Know, man, and it, and at I this know. point, it should not it should not happen. No, no, no. no. It'd no. be slow and sloppy. Yeah, <laughs> unless it was cinematography. It, it was like a, a a cinema sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Match. That's that match. I was shocked that, that Sting looked so good, though, man. I mean, he didn't take a ton of bumps, but to start the match like that, and then to see this guy. Do a crossbody off the top of the stage. It's just holy shit, dude. I was like, what is this? Like, you know, this thing's still a star, dude. And these, this is a guy we grew up on, you know? Uh, and uh, I, I just, fuck, I just loved seeing that. Because it's one thing to do a cinematic match. It's another to do this in front of a full capacity crowd. So it was fucking awesome. Hey, and he's into what he's doing. So that's cool. Yeah. Like, he just yeah, recently absolutely. said, he just recently said the other day, I read something that he had said, uh, like, no, Darby Allen is is basically working the the crow gimmick that I had when I was in WCW. So, like, yeah, yeah he kind of is. He, he kind of is, but you know, it's working for him. It's it's working yeah. for him on a, on a little bit of a different level, but it's working for him. That that kid, yeah, he doesn't have the belt right now. He doesn't need the belt. <laughs> like, no, he's not he's at the moment. Bucks, yeah, he doesn't need it. So, I mean, I'm cool with that. Um, uh, anybody else got anything to say? Because I was going to talk about Jungle Boy. Yeah, I, uh, can I as a as a uh, segue into Jungle Boy? I just wanted to say that I uh, I called the last three on that match when there was like seven people left, so I just want to take credit for that. <laughs> I said it's gonna well be. Deserved. Well I deserved. said I said it's gonna be Christian. It's gonna be Matt, and it's gonna be Jungle Boy, and Jungle Boy's gonna win. I even called the win. <laughs> Okay. 30, 30 people in the match, he waits down until he gets to seven to make the call. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, you're going to get some of that pet yeah. out of there. That's, how, uh, how about the surprise, though? How about the surprise of that match? Waste of that, time. Or, of I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Wasted time. Did he look good? Yeah. Yes. Um, and then you read, like, hey, is he signing? No. No. Deal? Leo Rush. It was Leo Rush, remember? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. He the signed- crowd didn't really react like... Like you would want a like a surprise to react, you know what I mean? 
And then he was just kind of thrown out immediately. Yeah, it wasn't even there that long. <laughs> he goes in, does some of his, you know, flippy shit. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, um, yeah. flippy, flippy ricochet Will Ospreay shit. And then uh, yeah. gets tossed out. It, it really wasn't much. And then when I was like, okay, is he joining? You read, no, he signed to New Japan. And New Japan, you know, let him work that thing. Uh, but he's not expected to sign a contract. Well, then what was the point? No point. Yeah, well, I think what's yeah. even more funny is, is the rumors going on going on, on that day about, oh, it's going to be Andrade. Oh, it's going to be Daddy O'Brien or Big somebody. Big Show. Good. Yeah, or Big Show. Big Show. There you go. <laughs> and we got Leo you know Rush. Yeah. Yeah, we got Leo Rush. It's kind of, uh, yeah, that's uh, eh. a big ass to me, Leo Rush. Anthony, I spent all that time shitting on your three out of seven, but I, who was the third one? I don't remember. It was Christian, what? Christian Jungle Boy, and who was the third one? I don't remember. Uh, Hardy. Matt. Oh, was Matt Hardy? Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. Because yeah. uh, they had the little, uh, you know, team up trying thing. to yeah. team up. Yeah, to do the little, uh, you know, nostalgia team up. We got history. Yeah. And I was like, man, 21 years ago, I was watching these dudes in a in a uh, ladder match, one of the greatest ladder matches of all time, but. And now they're, uh, hey, the last part of the last three of, uh, to help get Jungle Boy over. Not Jungle Boy needs to get over. Good, good storytelling to have Christian be the one to, to do it. Cause he's, he's in fresh. Everybody knows who he is. He's title contender worthy, you know, um, and then to an up and comer. It made sense story like I actually, I actually like uh, Mark. Uh, so Mark Casper's from the Acclaims. When he comes out, does his little rap things like, <laughs> like uh, Christian. Yeah, he goes, oh, um, too bad you're sloppy. Go, all you're missing is an edge. Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was good. I was, I was like, hey, who's this guy trying to steal John Cena's original stick? <laughs> <laughs> this ain't no doctor, oh, doctor of thumb, thugonomics. Okay, can I? Yeah, what he goes. Yeah, I'm going to go on record as saying um, Billy Gunn's boys were just on Jericho's podcast last week. And one of Billy uh -huh. Gunn's one of Billy Gunn's boys actually is a freestyle rapper. He does it, too. So, he, wow. Jer you know, of course, Jericho, oh, I'll do a little bit. OK, so he, he busted a little one. He's way better than the dude from the acclaim. The dude from the acclaim kind of sucks. Like, honestly, <laughs> I was like, there's kids at the high school I work at that are better than that. Like, I was like, I'm not impressed with this dude. Yeah, he comes out with some stingers. You know, some like, ooh, burn, like that one. All you need is an edge. That that was good. Well, that's that was all, good all, all it's supposed to be. Though. I know it's, it's all supposed like to be, Cena. but his flow hey, is how, like, how is that not one, there. How about that? Uh, how about when he, when they uh, get, when they wrestled against uh, Moxie and Kingston and he mentioned something about being part of the podcast about oral sessions with Renee? With Renee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was funny too, bro, but he's like a SoundCloud rapper, yeah. so like... <laughs> Yeah, it's not. I wasn't. I wasn't too impressed with that. Um, Mike, you made a cool comment to me the other day. We talked about um, this, and I went. I had a little exchange back and forth um, with you about uh, uh, what's his name, Nick Camarado. Yes. Yeah. Who was in this match? That guy's a star in the making, dude. Ogre I from think Revenge so. of the Nerds, bro. Ogre <laughs> from Revenge of the Nerds. That's oh, I, 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 I see that guy. The dude from Bloodsport and less of Ogre and, and yeah. not be a star. That's you know? <laughs> but he's he's got the look, intensity. He I mean, everything he does looks good. All those guys that um, QD Marshall trained are he looks like Hagrid from Harry Potter, dude. Hagrid from Harry Potter. Oh, 
speaking of that, dude, I mean, I know, like, real quick, like, what do we think of Cody and uh, Anthony and Gogo? Okay, that's where I was going with this. Let's finish up with Dick, and we'll transition to the Nightmare Nightmare Family, or not the Nightmare Family, the Factory, or whatever it's called. Um, Yeah, no, dude, he does. He does. He needs to be that dude, though. He can't be the killer. He can't be a Braun Strowman. You Braun Strowman him, he's done. You know, the dude's got to lose. But he also needs to be the one, like, if if this kid can't talk, then he either needs a mouthpiece or he needs to be the one who's like, I don't speak, but when I do, it sounds super intelligent. Like, sure. I'm, I'm a freaking animal. Like what they tried to do with Lars Sullivan, but he's a jackass. Like, yes. that that kind of stuff. If they can pull that off with him, dude, he'll, he'll be successful. I'm trying to remember real quick yeah. if there's anybody else in, the, in, that, in that match that I was like, oh, man, they stuck out as far as that. I mean, it was okay. I mean, it was, you know, your, your typical kind of Royal Rumble style match. As yeah. far as uh, Jungle Boy goes, where do you think? Do you think he's actually gonna, they're going to put a belt on him? Uh, do you think no. he's going to fight Kenny? He is. Do you think there's two weeks? He fights. Okay, so they're, not, they're not. So they're not waiting for all out. Nope. No. 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 They, they won't put the belt on him. I think he'll go. Uh, he'll, he'll have a decent match with Kenny, probably over twenty minutes or so. Come pretty close, but Omega will win. But it'll make Jungle Boy even more of a star being in a match like that. It's kind of like the uh, Ric Flair, Ricky Morton effect, you know, when Ricky Morton and Ric Flair uh, gave a good match at 30, in a 30-minute time limit draw. Bro, yeah. you know, Kenny, Kenny, Morton. Kenny's not losing until at least the fall. There's no way Kenny Omega is going to lose I, any match until at least the fall. If he loses I the match, it's, it's a tag match or it's a DQ or something, but he's not going to lose Queen until well after the summertime. There's I say no he loses. It's going to be at a pay-per-view, though. Yeah. I say he loses in September, bro. Well, and that's, that's the fall. Yeah. yeah, that 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 might be it. But no, you and can't have him as the belt collector and doing all that Ultimo Dragon shit yeah. with nine belts or whatever. And like, no, to lose to Jungle Boy know, in two I, weeks on a dynamite, I, not gonna happen. Yeah, I know in September he's gonna be wrestling Andrade for the Triple uh, A Omega Mega Heavyweight Championship. Okay, that might be and the tri- one that he loses that belt because uh-huh. just of the schedule and the travel. And the yeah. only reason he's even probably even had that belt this long. Is because Mexico was shit with the pandemic. Yeah. He's all out before that, uh, Vic. Huh? Yeah, I think so. He's all out before that event. Because I think he'll drop the belt at all out before he drops that mega championship, and I think it's going to be Hangman Page. That's my prediction. He's been the one since we started this, Mike, that we said he's the slow build, and he's supposed yeah. to be the face of this company. Like eventually, right. it, it's going to be him, but it needs a slow build. You have to make him the household name. You know, you had right. to break him away from the elite, all that kind of stuff to do that. Okay, are we getting there? Yeah, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time, especially now because he was over with a live crowd too, like like big time. So good for He's him. He's the Bray Baker. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So so I'm, so I'm guessing MJF's t- uh, title title shot will probably be around springtime of next year. I could see that. He's got to be the yeah. one that's the slow build too. He's got to be the bigger name. Yeah. Right, right now I think Hangman's in the spot to do that. MJF will will eventually. A, a go-go, Anthony a go-go. Okay, first of all, we've talked about this with Cody, man. I know I dropped this to you guys in the chat the other day. How much further do you go, dude? How long is it until Cody retires? Because you literally have nowhere to go. Where you're not even a company honest, for you're not even a company for a few months, dude. And you you take yourself completely out of the title picture. I'll never challenge yeah. you to the main title. You know what, dude? You know, I, I, watching that match against Gogo, man, I, I was, it was kind of boring, dude. Okay, yeah. Okay, then this is what I this is what I told Mike. Dude, we know Cody can wrestle. Okay, 
like in in that chat, and it had just happened to be Mike that was responding back and forth um, to oh. me. But like uh, d- that punch is whack, dude. I get it. The guy's a boxer. His shit's gonna hurt. Yeah, one hundred percent. But that's kind of to steal a phrase from Conan. It's kind of JoJo. If everything is just like, oh, I get hit in the gut, and I'm gonna go like that's freaking kind of lame. Like to to be the he wasn't ready for this spot. No, but but we did say, and I do agree with you, that he he did really well for what he can do. Oh yeah, like really well for what he can do. Like you see, dude, the potential is there for this dude. It's there. It's just like it's not it's not his time, but it is there because I was impressed with like he was selling well and um and I know I talk shit on the punches right now, but if you look at the way he delivers them, it's safe, dude. He's not punching yeah. the dude. You could like it looks like he's making contact, and he might be, but you can tell it's like okay, it's not full. It's not full on contact. He's pulling it a little bit. The guy's coming. You know what I mean? You can tell it's like it's a working punch, and you're like, dude, okay, this guy like, but like that that as a finisher is is very lame to me. Like oh, shot oh, to the gut. Then, look, unless AEW decides to bring the brawl for all tournament. <laughs> Just right? I'll tell you what, I give him props for this taking the vertebraker that finish. That's a scary fucking move to take. Dude. <laughs> Cody did it safe and everything like that, but for a guy that green to take that finish, um, you know, fair bucks to him and, for that. And what I did notice, what I did notice when he took that is he made sure he was balanced. He had those oh, yeah. legs up there. They were stiff. They were right where they were supposed to be. You could tell like yeah. he put himself in position like, I'm going to take this move. And Cody kind of waited. He kind of waited on it, and, and Anthony like totally was like you could see him like move his legs and spots. Okay, I'm totally in position to take this move. Like, yeah, I did yeah. notice that too. Um, it was kind of a boring match, but the dude has potential. Cody Rhodes is gonna lose steam fast, dude, because you literally have nowhere to go. Have you have you guys seen the boys? No, who was talking about that? Oh, Xavier was talking about that. You ever see? Have you just watched that? I just, I'm familiar with it, but I I don't I don't follow it. Well, I just think it's hilarious that Cody was coming out as the All-American hero, and he's dressed like Homelander from that show who... <laughs> yeah, he's like, the bad guy. The facade is he's the All-American hero, but behind the scenes, he's this genocidal maniac. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's John Walker. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. okay. I just <laughs> thought that was some funny shit, but yeah, then that sucked. To put it into then. context, I know Dan would understand he's John Walker. Okay. I think they. I think they. Uh, he added like uh, he added like the marching band on his theme song. That's what I noticed. Yes. Yeah. It sounded pretty. It sounded pretty badass to be honest. Better than that Snoop Dogg song. They retired ah. that. Yeah, it, it's over. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, what's um, up with Moxie and the Wild Thing though? Why? Dude, I don't know. I like his other song better. Yeah. Throw the heater, Ricky. And apparently the uh, the wild thing that he's using that he he's using right now is the the same uh, recording from uh, Major League. Yeah, yeah. It's not the original. They, Ricky, throw the heater. I guess they were That's able to get uh, they were able to get permission to use the original one uh, once for I forget which match it was, but then yeah. uh, he's been using the one from Major League since then. Hey, but you know the version from X is a lot better than the one from the Trogs. The Van X, yeah, 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 it's a lot better. The Rocky Billy guy says that. Just saying. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's, it's all good. <laughs> no mommy's <Bye>. way. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to say. No mommy's way. 
Uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember what else we saw. I think we talked about. Uh, we, got, we only got two matches, man. Good, good for us. Um, there. Okay, we were talking about. I, cause I told you there was. There was. You could tell who was over. Um, I had one guy in mind, and I'll get to that. But there was another one that is, and that Orange Cassidy, bro. O- Orange uh, Cassidy yeah. is is freaking over. That play yep. freaking popped when they hit two. And that, that missed on three. The crowd even chanted, that was three. That was three. Like, yeah. when, when he, man, I didn't know what to expect out of that match because it's kind of an odd combination of people. You've seen Kenny and, and, and Pac already, but to throw Orange Cassidy in the mix there, I was like, oh, that's kind of weird, dude. It worked. Like, they, they made um, it work, you know, somehow. You, you really at points thought, dude, Orange Cassidy may win this. Now, I knew Kenny was going to win, but like, you know, they had you thinking like, are they going to do that? Are they going to swerve you and give, you know, Orange Orange Cassidy the belt? Just, there's no way he's going to get the. I'm like, bro, I'm like, bro, maybe. Go ahead. Brilliant to hit that. Was it a Falcon Arrow that Pac hit off the top yeah. to Kenny? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Orange just slides in the ring, tosses him out, and covers him. That was freaking brilliant, dude. That was yeah. such freaking good booking to have him just kind of sneak in there and almost steal the win. And that was the spot. That was the the no no it wasn't no no it was a couple because the one later was like um when uh was when Don Callis pulled the ref out that one too uh-huh. after after he he uh orange punched uh I thought both oh I shots. thought I thought I thought everybody was gonna riot man right? everybody was they were pissed oh it was like fuck you Callis yeah fuck you Callis dude he's a dick what um <laughs> what did he say when he got up because he was on commentary for that match right. Did yeah. he say, "Oh yeah. shit," and then threw off his stuff and then went down? He did. I think he. I think he said, "Oh shit." Because uh, yeah, Cassidy he did. had orange punch pack, and then he orange punched Omega too. And then when he did that, I think Callus yelled, "Oh shit!" And you could hear him take off his headphone and throw it down. <laughs> then the next thing you know, <laughs> yeah. he pops up on the screen. And then oh, Don Callis just left the booth. Blah blah blah. That I thought that was pretty solid too. That little detail. That was just like that's a cool little yeah. detail to throw in there to be like just, you know he got worried. Just. just uh, just the little details with with Orange Cassidy. Uh, I guess when Omega's gonna set him up for the V trigger, I think and you can see the part when like he's like Cassidy is like he's up on his knees, then he puts his arms up, puts them in his pockets, and then he takes the fall. He falls. I'm like, all that Ric Flair. Yeah, that's dope, I did. I, like, did. I noticed that too. <laughs> I was like, what's Ric Flair, bro? Yeah, does a does a little shuffle. Woo, then. <laughs> just took the face plant. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and everybody gives him a steady go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we need that more of that, pretty, David. That was pretty funny. Um, I, I, I thought it was good. Match of the night. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. You think it was a match of the night? No. Um, the match of the night, like Bell for Bell, Bell the Bell was probably the opening match with Hangman and uh, Brian Cage. But... Yeah. We got we got kind of murky here at the end was another fucking interference finish and on Callis interfering and you know Kenny's hitting Pac with all the belts and uh, all that shit but it was a very good uh, world title match for sure and Cassidy Cassidy is extremely over and and another guy that was extremely over in the building was we we talked about this match but real quick Miro I, oh, yeah. I'm glad they've turned the corner on him because when he first came in, it was terrible. And now he's kind of the guy he was supposed to be, you know, and they were trying to get Archer to be the face in that. And they were just cheering for Miro the entire time, dude. 
Oh, man. That was a good match for two big dudes who were kind of physical. Oh, yeah. That was a really Boss good match battle. for two guys who, who, were, who were very physical. I, I went into that match thinking, man, I'm not going to be into this match. Because Miro, because his character was just, man, it was shit, you know, when he was the video game. Okay. Yeah. His character was shit. Quick question, guys. Quick question, guys. Is is there really a point now that uh, uh about Jake Jake Roberts still being involved with, with Lance Archer? I don't think Lance Archer needs Jake. I don't think he does. He doesn't. And, I agree. And can I shit on the people who thought there was actually something in the bag when Miro threw it? Can we just shit on those people <laughs> oh, now? Yeah. I'm like, you're a fucking liar. Oh, I think there was actually something in that bag. Like, there's a whole reason he didn't <laughs> open it. Yeah. Fucking so stupid. If by the way, yeah, if you yeah, haven't was... watched the the treasures from this last week. It was them looking for one of Damien's uh, bags um, on uh, oh, the treasure. So it's been a Jake the Snake kind of week. Because th- this week, too, as we record this, this week is also the Grizzly Smith episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Did they, did they find it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They found it. Um, and uh, right. you want me to spoil it, or are you going to watch it? Bro, I don't even have A&E, dude. Oh, okay. Just well, well the, the dude that had it, the dude that had it has this like museum where he lives called the GWC. It's like the greatest wrestling collection is, is what he uh-huh. does. And so, you know, he, he's one of the ones they go to when they're looking for stuff. He had one of the oh. bags and, you know, they're going to offer money for it. They're going to offer to buy it off him. But the guy said, you know what? So I want I have this museum here because I want people to see it, but not everybody can come here. So I'm going to give this to you so more people can see this. So he straight up gave it to him. Did, didn't charge That's, him any money. It's like seven grand for that bag, huh? Yeah, they kind of go through on that on that thing, and they show you whatever it is they're looking for. They're all we estimate that it's probably valued about this much, and then it's kind of like pawn stars after that, where they kind of go through and like, okay, this is what I'll give you. What what do you want for it? Kind of make yeah. deals. It's a pretty cool show. Like you know, you know, yeah. I I dig it. Um, yeah, I like. It. I watched yeah. the uh, the Ultimate Warrior Dark Side of the Ring right before we came on here. Bro, okay, so, so. let's before we finish with the Stadium Stampede. <laughs> um, man, what a difference between the biography and the Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. There was a huge difference between the two, because you can tell the biography was WWE backed, because they have their relationship with Dana. yes, and they you know Dana Warrior was on there, his second wife and all that kind of stuff, and Dark Side of the Ring was his first wife, the one you know that he cheated on and and you know uh, uh-huh. she left him, but what a different story altogether, like as far as well, I, I, I think part of what was almost was the. Was kind of like the combination of uh, the self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior on DVD that was released in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Dark Side of the Ring was more like that than the biography was. Yeah. And the biography kind of apologized for that, saying this is where uh-huh. everything was. The dude was definitely complicated. Either way you look at it, he was a super complicated dude. Um, you know, I, that guy got me into wrestling when I was five years old. Um, larger than life. Uh, the music, the entrance, you know, you don't really know about work rate when you're, when you're that age. Yeah, same with and, Yeah. And, you know, to hear some of the things this guy has said in public over the years, you know, like maybe some, you know, there's sometimes there's things that are taken out of context or people take it too far with some things you said years ago. I know. If you heard some of the conversations me and Dan here had had in the back of the meat department, we'd be fired a thousand times over. <laughs> but I just, I mean, the, the shit he said is so fucking egregious and awful. Like, there's no excuse for it, man. And there's no coming back from, from some of that stuff. And it's just, it's oh. fucking terrible to, like, 
see one of your childhood heroes be such an asshole and such a, a, a terrible person, to be quite honest. Um, well, it's like the Cosby uh, effect. Well, at least think of it this way, man. I'm like, if you think about it, he was, you know, he was more there for, you know, it's about, you know, what my fans, it's, you know, he cared more about his fans than his coworkers. I could probably say the same thing about Goldberg. You know, he had <laughs> no, no knowledge or history of the business itself. Well, you know, yeah. he's another guy. He's another guy. It's yeah, all but about Goldberg, the difference is Goldberg's not telling kids at the airport to fuck off when they're asking for an autograph. He's all about kids and, yeah. and giving back in that way. And Warrior wasn't like that. Warrior was about making money. That's what, yeah. So um, it just sucks, you know, to get to get even more of that stuff. And, and Jim Cornette, I was listening to, he was talking about him a little bit off camera and started reading some more things that they didn't show on there. And I just couldn't fucking believe it, dude. Like, what? My jaw hit the ground. Some of the stuff this guy said in public, like on his blog or on YouTube, the things about Bobby Heenan is fucking awful. He was just a terrible person. I mean, there's really no other way to put it. And Dana Warrior, you know, isn't the woke champion that the WWE is trying to portray her as. You know, she's got a dark side, nah. too. Yeah, and then, then not only that, though, for the fact that uh, that Dana Warrior is supporting the, uh, the Pride Pride a week, you know, I'm like, Ultimate Warrior will be turning in his grave as we speak, because he was totally anti <laughs> exactly. Just exactly. saying. That's 100% true, Vic. Yeah. I, I don't I don't doubt it, man. Like, you know, I yeah. you, you talked about over. You talked about the stuff that you'd say back in the meat department. I think we all went through that at different times, sure. man. But you, you evolve. Yeah. And you just kind of hope towards the end, he seemed a little bit more genuine towards the end of his life, and I hope he was. But I don't know. Well, I, I, I mean, you have to think that what you heard from him at Ron Raw was that was him at that point. Yeah. I realizing, so. realizing that what he everything he had done was not great, and that he was coming to terms with that for himself, and that you know he came to terms with it, and then he died. I mean, that's. Yeah. I guess I don't know. I think, but I think, I it's... think in, a, I think in a way, in a way, um, you know, that last raw, it was kind of like God's way of saying, uh, you know, it's closure. You know, people love yeah. you, the kids love you. So what? I'm like, that's like, it could have, it, it could have been tell like, a, it could have been a better, a, a better story than that, dude. Was, was Jake? Sad, was, sad like, was Jake on dark, dark? Jake was on dark side of the ring, right? Everything he said on uh, Warriors Dark Side of the Ring, though, I will say this was bullshit. His timelines don't even add up. He said he was getting a world title match before the SummerSlam Warrior was fired. He didn't even have the belt then, dude. So I don't believe God did think Jake. Well, I, I don't I don't know. But uh, let me I'll say two things about Jake, because one other thing just came to mind uh, since we're talking about Jake from AEW anyway. Um, yeah, is that when he was talking about Warrior, he had said that th- there was bad blood there, and yeah. they, they did feud. You can't argue that they 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 didn't feud. they did feud. We we watched it, sure. And that at the Hall of Fame, like Jake was basically ready to fight him, and uh, Warrior apologized to him, and so that's how you. That's why I kind of bring up like maybe it was like okay, I realize now I I was wrong about all this stuff. It was different because you saw him talk. Even Hogan was like, he's a different dude. You know, at that at that point in his life than before. Well, you, also, you know, like Hogan, yeah, 
Well, I was gonna say Hogan. I think Hogan apologized to him around that time too. Uh, they they both uh think, you know because they were going back back and forth you know over submission, but at at the same time with the Jake Roberts thing, uh, Jake Roberts was pretty pissed off. He was it was not even I don't think it was even a title shot. It was a big payoff because I guess if remember if you remember they were leading up they were leading up to a store uh storyline. It was gonna lead up to a match, and. He, they did all of these vignettes, all of this promotion of, you know, Jake versus Ultimate Warrior, and then uh, Ultimate Warrior held out, held, held, held Vince off. You know, it was a, it was a waste of time. He, I, Jake is still bitter about, about that pay, that, you know, about missing out, uh, missing out on that payday that he would have had with, with the Warrior. Mike's ready. Go for it. He got something to say. No, I was just going to say that uh, as far as, what he said on the show, he was a world title program with, with yeah. the Warrior. The, the, and nah. I <laughs> believe, no. don't quote me on this, but Roberts uh, was also in big trouble around this time, and he got arrested for something, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So uh, I, I, don't, I don't know about all that, but to transition from Warrior back to Roberts, Again, yeah. Um, they just did uh, uh, the the treasure thing was on. I told you they're looking for Jake the Snake yeah. artifacts. Man, yeah. uh, him and Honky Tonk man, they can't stand oh, each other. Oh, they the, yeah, they can't stand each other. So I, I guess I kind of knew it, but I never really paid much attention to it. You know, because I, I was about ten when when that was going on. In, you know, eighty seven or so. Yeah, WrestleMania three. I would have been ten. Um, Doing that, I had never paid attention to that. Obviously, I've seen him on the Snake Pit and him getting hit with a with a guitar. There, it was a real guitar, a real yeah, fine grass guitar, dude. That, bro, there's no way. Like he's like, I guess he missed my back, and he said it was sarcasm because you watch the clip. How do you not? You dude, he hit him in the head, like full on. Like he wasn't even trying to hit him in the back. He hit him in the head, like completely. <laughs> there was no way that you missed that shot because it was nowhere close to his back, dude. It was nowhere close well, to his back. If, if he I'm did, laughing because anytime you say honky tonk, man, I just laugh. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got that <laughs> Everything rep. about the guy. Okay, well, okay. Jake did say he's a lazy worker. He doesn't. He only uh, does stuff to get his character. He's in, he, the, As a character, he's great, but he's like, I can't wait to one day piss on his grave. Still, to this day. Matter of fact, so they went looking on this on this treasure thing. They found the bag, right, with, with uh, one of Damien's uh, bag, and they said, We'd really like to find the the guitar that Honky broke over you, and he and he, he kind of you know okay here's the lead. So they go to Jimmy Hart, and the freaking like trigger warning, bro, on this thing says for the safety of everyone involved, only AJ, the guy that's uh, on NXT now, that's the guy that does the show, only AJ went to go see Jimmy Hart. They didn't even take Jake the Snake with him because they thought that'd be bad blood, like like with wow. that. So like at all, like it straight said like trigger warning on the screen. I was like. Whoa, bro! Is this that bad that it's like, man, I'm gonna attack Jimmy Hart too because he was with Honky Tonk, Honky Tonk man? <laughs> but yeah, no, they go and they and they found the thing. But I just found it funny to be like, we didn't even bring Jack because we knew like this could cause some shit. <laughs> hey, interesting, interesting fact about Honky Tonk man. His first, what is his first gimmicks was actually punk rock Wayne Ferris. Oh, really? Over in, uh, <laughs> was it yeah, really? over in uh, CWA, yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Have you ever heard Gallows and Anderson talking about Honky Tonk man? I think it was on Jericho's podcast. It's hilarious. Dude. I think so. But can you know what? Can I tell you that Jake the Snake does the best Macho Man impression I've ever heard? Oh yeah, it was like dead on, bro. I kind of I was watching it and I looked away for a second, and he did the impression. I was like, holy shit, 
that's Macho Man, right? Nope. It was Jake, it was Jake the Snake doing an impression of the Macho Man talking about, uh, their match when the snake, uh, when the, when the, the python bit him on the arm. Talk, talking about that. It's like, whoa, brother. You know, and I was like, oh, damn it, dude. That's like right on. It's deadpan. Like, freaking <laughs> Macho was Man. awesome. That, it was, that was cool. Um, back to AEW, unless anybody has anything to say. No, no. Okay, back to AEW. The guy that I was going to say that you could tell was completely over in this match and is headed to New Heights is Sammy Guevara. That, oh, yeah. That put, when he pinned Sean Spears, dude, that freaking place erupted. And he ate it up. That he, got, he did his thing where he got on that middle rope. And even when he got into the ring, when they actually took the match out into the ring, and we'll talk about the shitty, like, transitioning in a second. But, like, even when they got to the ring, when he first came out and he kind of knocked Spears down, he went over and, you know, did that bit to kind of, like, taunt the crowd to rile up. They ate that shit up, dude. They ate that shit up. He was so freaking over. He's mm-hmm. a kid, like, this This is his time. He's going to sky – what do uh, Edge and Christian call it? Rocket strap? That kid's going to rocket strap in front of a live crowd. 100%. Well, he's the he's the he's the future of that company, man. Same yep. thing with Jungle Boy and yep. MJF. Yeah, you, you got these guys who are, are going to take off, and, and, and he is one of them. I mean, we know he's pulled some stupid shit in the last year. He's pulled some dumb shit in the last year. But yeah. his his work ethic and what he can do is going to surpass all that. And we we know he did, he took some time off to, to do some training. And the whole thing with Sasha Banks, that he talked to her and apologized. And, you know, supposedly it looks like he's becoming a better person because of it. But, man, he was he was over. He was absolutely 100% over. I, I was like, oh, my God, this kid's this kid's the, he's the next one. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to bow out here, boys. All right, man, man. I gotta get up early tomorrow. But I did not see this match, so finish strong for me. Okay. <laughs> okay. See, see you later, guys. Mike. Thanks for joining us. Later, Mike. All right. Um, uh, the um, I thought it was a great choice because obviously uh, we know that part of the stampede was pre-recorded, but then obviously they did the finale. That was an excellent choice because as as Dan said, the uh, you know, that pop in the ring, to have it finish in the ring was genius. Because and they could have went with the, the call to have the whole thing be pre-recorded again and have it end somewhere in the building or even in the ring. I think the last year's ended in the ring out in the stadium, right? Yeah. Or did it? Uh, it ended in, it? It, it didn't oh, no, end no, in no, the no, stands. It ended right. on a field somewhere. No, that's right. It ended yeah. when uh, Sammy got pinned on the in the in the pile of boxes. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um. So Kenny it Omega, was, uh, Kenny Omega pinned him. Yeah, yeah. It was so the the call to have the the match end live was uh, obviously the correct choice, and um, uh, I don't know how much of that was was that the only part that was live. Yes, I don't know, the, but the rest, I actually like the part. I actually like the part of the debut of a uh, new Jacksonville Jaguar head coach, Urban Ur- Urban Meyer. <laughs> right. and, that cameo, you like that? And, oh uh, shit! Yeah, Charlie Strong. <laughs> yeah, Charlie Strong, the the assistant, the assisted uh, coach. I was hoping for a, a debut of Tim Tebow in the play, in the, <laughs> you know, going through his playbook and shit. Yeah. Um, you know that it, it was it was kind of weird because you knew it was cinematic that first part, but um, yeah. What I don't remember from the last one was it, they seemed to get around everywhere in that stadium pretty quick. Yeah, I mean that's because I think the whole thing, the first one, was all filmed live but continuous maybe but like they were doing an actual match yeah th- this whereas was a little this weird. one obviously i think all of the segments were filmed separately 
Yeah. Like they were, weren't necessarily at the same time. And, but yeah, no, I agree. I was going to say the, I agree. The little individual segments was, I didn't like it. No, I'm, uh-huh. I'm with that. The part that I found funny and, and please explain to me why they all had a shot before they got into the fight in the, in the club. Was there a reason for that? <laughs> Tully Blanchard. First of all, Tully Blanchard looking like he's coming out of poison in 1986. Um, I was and, like, what, and, what is this? And, and then to see Conan, yeah, DJing. that that was which the funny is so thing funny too. because it, in his podcast, he's always on the freaking Discord for the podcast. Inferno talking shit about AEW every fucking week, and if you see Conan up here on this segment, well, Conan uh, just says, well, "Here's here's what Conan will tell you: is that he's not hating, he's just stating. That's what it is. Yeah. He's got he's got he's got love for everybody. He's got love for those. He's got those bats. LAX man, those are his boys. Like it, yeah. it made sense given the history." That he'd be there, but I found it funny when Tully Blanchard was gonna um was gonna hit the guys, and Conan stopped him and was like, "No, no, 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 don't do that!" And then they punched <laughs> uh, Tully Blanchard. <laughs> that part was funny, and Conan just let him go. So that that was it was pretty funny. That was a good spot. The spot in the chair uh, was funny. The playbook with the with the laptop <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, you're getting comedy out of these these uh, these spots. Um, how about the baseball bat inside Tony Khan's office? <laughs> yeah. No. How how about how about Shad Khan, that standee of Shad Khan there? Yes. Where he, Derek goes, like, you're going to get in trouble. And then, like, whatever, after he, he hits uh, MJF, he knocks him down. He goes and straightens out the Shad Khan standee and kind of <laughs> yeah. pets it like, he fig- like he's fixing his hair. <laughs> that was freaking funny, dude. The only thing I popped bigger for was when uh, Daniel Bryan and uh, AJ, I think it was AJ. Where they were in the that um, money in the bank went into Vince's office is the only thing I oh, bought bigger yes. for. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. Was, yeah. Was, that was that funny. Was the, that was the only thing missing would have been actual Shad Khan yeah. being there. <laughs> yeah, that part was pretty funny. So I mean, it was inter- it was entertaining. It was entertaining. Um, but I thought Sammy came out of that to star, dude. Sammy came out of that to star. I I also he's think stuck. Hager Hager on yeah, his stock did go up. Hager on the mic, he can do it. Like, it's not the prettiest thing because he has that little list, but, like, he can talk. So on Dynamite, you know, the, the Friday before, he cut a promo, and I was like, dude, yeah, where's this guy? You're bad creative, you know, yeah, like Jericho says, like, yeah, dude, this guy, you know, all, all those guys, Super Wardlow, dude, dude, that dude's impressive. You know what I mean? Yeah, them two, yeah, them two were having a little battle uh, on the, in that uh, during that match. They, that could have been that could have been a match on its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's what's up with Warlord getting those icicles man, ready to stab Hager? Hey, you just you got you got to you got to make it look you know like hey, we're gonna use whatever's here. Uh, that was yeah, that they, was they, that was pretty they, good. They they wrecked that walking. I was yeah. gonna say was that was was that was that was that how the half cut uh, big me was hang hang on the hook was that shit real was that big real? <laughs> Never know, man. You saw Rocky. You saw Rocky. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been funny if you saw some guy punching the punching it. Punching that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that would have been, been funny. funny. Um, uh, how about good. the continuation of the uh, the getting chased by the golf cart joke? Yep. Ah, yeah. <laughs> the only thing I re- I wasn't the biggest fan of was that there was no not everybody came out to finish fighting in the arena. Like that's nice. the only thing that I was like, okay, this this should have been everybody came out live into the arena to finish this. Instead, we got MJF and Jericho. And then Spear and um, or Spears and um, uh, Sammy. 
where I think it should have been everybody because all of a sudden everybody just came out of the woodwork. Like, no, it should have been like, if we're all here, we're all here. Something there happens in the arena. That's where the guys get laid out. Spears and Sammy get into the ring and finish it there. Like, that's what it should have been. But it worked for what it was. It, it worked. It was entertaining. Yeah. And uh, I think that's it, man. That was that was the pay-per-view. You know, oh, you know what? Just seeing the crowd, this live event on this, on this show. Man, I just can't wait to go out and see an actual live event again, bro. Seriously. Yeah, I thought the same thing, man. As long as I don't have to see it with anybody from any of those uh, Florida trash that was in the stands. Ooh wee, that was that was a that was some. Did you guys actually take a look at the stands? Ooh wee, Florida man indeed. Uh, it's Florida man. I don't know, you know, until what Florida to expect. Man. But um, yeah, I got the same feeling, Vic. I was like, man, yeah. it's it's time to go. It's time to do this again. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Let's let's get it. I'm vaccinated. Let's go. Definitely. Um, so it doesn't take uh, two years for AEW to bring shows out here. I think Ugh. I think we're still looking at Citizens Business Bank, and I think with all these guys, because we were talking about that earlier too. I think it's going to be a slow rollout, because even yeah. WWE is getting back to touring again. But I think it's going to be kind of a slow, right. like let, let's it's see how this in, how this goes. It's going to be in July. I guess the first tour is going to be in July. Yeah, I mean it, I, I, it is. I think the best we can hope for is a double or nothing in Vegas where it belongs next. I think next once year. they once they take dynamite on the road again, we'll, we'll get a taping out here. Cause remember that was supposed to happen. We thought in May of right. 2020 yeah. and, and we were looking for it already. Like, dude, we're going to go to dynamite. Like, cause weren't we talking about getting a box down? Yep. I think we we're talking about yeah. renting a box for dynamite. Like saying, dude, let's get a, oh yeah. Let's that get a was box supposed in. to be, that was supposed to be the end of May. Cause that's right. I remember looking at that, but. Uh, it would have been the same weekend as Comic Con Revolution, like like everything else, COVID. Um, <laughs> but no, man, I'm 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 ready. But yeah, I'm excited that we're probably going to see this stuff starting up again on a more regular basis. I think that's it. Man. Anybody got anything else on the pay per view or anything they want to talk about? So before NK Fabe. Uh, uh, real quick, some breaking news. Uh, I guess uh, Don Callis is going to be working. A pretty full time with AEW right now. Yeah, he had time st- he had stepped down from his role as uh, whatever he was doing. Vic, maybe you can. Help I thought me it was a work. Bro. Was. I thought it was a work. I well, no, he really did step down from his his duties, like a lot of his duties with uh with Impact. Like it's it's kind of on Scott okay. Demore and the other ones. Um, I mean, I think it's meant to be. It's like a work shoot kind of thing. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I think it's I think it's kind of that. Is, is what it is. Um, I heard that too, that he's a consultant, but I know he had stepped down a little. He had backed away from what he was doing in Impact. Cause on, let's be honest, man, he's, he's making money with Kenny Omega. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. it's what's happening. Yeah. And, and this is, you know, that's ultimately the end game. Anthony, were you going to say something? Yeah. About you, No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, what, what, Rod, to add to that real fast, what tripped me out, I didn't realize he was Cyrus the virus and, uh, ECW and the Jack. Wait, that's him? Yeah, yeah. Don Callis. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. I didn't know oh, he was Cyrus. He just yeah, I didn't realize it too. He has no, he's, Cyrus. He's, he's bald now. Remember when he was a Jack? Remember when he was the Jack with the oddities? Yeah. And yeah. Remember that badass deep song by fucking ICP? He was with Kurgan, bro. He was with Kurgan. Man, don't hate on ICP, yeah, bro. I told you that before. Don't hate on ICP. <laughs> I kind of like ICP. I see the humor in it. Hey, you know. You know who's you know who you know who was the guy with the freaking with the mask and the bumps in his head, right? You know yeah, who it was. Yeah, it was right? John Tenta. That was earthquake, bro. Yeah. Yeah, earthquake. Uh, yeah. 
Everyone knows this, Vic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a cut. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, he just he's bald now. Is is the thing? Uh. He's not like uh, was he trying to be like David Koresh? I think was kind of the character he uh, what he was going for. Yeah, that's what he was trying to do. He's trying to have like a little cult following or some bullshit like that. I mean, I think that's it. I I trolled some Dan. You didn't hear that? I freaking trolled some online, you know, news group for freaking mm-hmm. uh wrestling all day because I was like, man, their shit sucks. All day long, all I saw was Lana breaks silence about release. Miro breaks silence about Lana's release. Strowman breaks silence on WWE release. I'm like, breaks silence? Like, it hasn't been two weeks, bro. It's, like, been three hours. Like, how are you breaking <laughs> you silence? You just pulled this like, off of Twitter. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, I'm like, you know, if I got fired from somewhere, it's going to take, oh, man, that sucks. Let me collect myself and then, okay, I should make a statement. A couple hours later, not like right away. I wasn't silent about shit. I was trying to collect myself and figure out what I should say. Cause the first, you know that damn well know the first thing you want to do is be like motherfuckers, let me go. Shit, that's the first thing you want to say. I you just gotta, started a segment. I know you're like shit. I, I just, just bought a house. I just bought a house, bitches. Like yeah, like that's the first thing you want to say. You gotta calm down and be like, okay, I do that, man. Something heats me up at hey, work. I, I got an email typed, and then I'm like, am I gonna send that? Not yet. Not yet. Why? I gotta calm down. I gotta calm down and look at it again and be like, I shouldn't say this. <laughs> like, you know, that, that kind of stuff, man. No, no, no. No, that's how, that's uh, how that part You know what? I hope, I hope, uh, Strowman was, was smart and probably had a backup plan as in, you know, to trademark a name. You know, I know he's, of course, he can't trademark Braun Strowman or trademark something that's related to that character. You know what I mean? Uh, hopefully he was smart. He had a backup plan. You see a lot of a lot of professional a lot of a lot of workers that, that go to work on the with the E they don't think about that when they find out that the name is not registered. <laughs> guess what? They just, they just own your fucking name, bro. You need to come up with something else. Yep. Um, Sucks. Dan, I said that uh, he's going to end up on the circuit with Luke Ferrigno, doing signings at yep. all these little comic cons. Tuesday to see him. Yeah, poor broad. Poor Adam. Hey. Just say, bro. I hope he does end up somewhere else. I actually do like Braun Strowman. They've got to figure out something to do with them. They'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, as a dude, he's funny. As Adam Cherie, he's 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 yeah, funny. I like yeah. I like him. Yeah, he, I mean, they could they could they could bring him back after a, a certain amount of time. They could re- just restructure his contract or something if they really. They need to restructure his his uh, not his appearance, but like his character, because he can't be the freaking monster, dude. He's just he can't. Just remember, just remember what he said a couple what almost a year ago. Remember that quote? Somebody <laughs> speech out of that quote. Yeah, I that? saw that man. Yeah, yeah there you go. Anywhere else and fuck the Indies. So, <laughs> that's all, good. all right, all right, man. I'm gonna end this too. I am on vacation, okay. but my my kids still are uh, <laughs> at school for the next two days. So all right, man. Kayfabe Culture is part of the Extraordinary Culture Podcast universe. You can email us at exocast at yahoo.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Instagram at exoculture. We're on Facebook at exocult. We're on Twitter at exocultcast. You can listen to Extraordinary Culture or Kayfabe Culture on Podomatic, iTunes, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. You can YouTube Extraordinary Culture Podcast, or you can ask your smart home device to play the Extraordinary Culture Podcast. Thank you.
because I'm not. Remember the magic spell, right? You remember yeah. the magic spell? Uh, I'm going to walk around and tell everybody about a Kadarva. No, I was going to say, Lávate las manos. <laughs> Lávate las manos. <laughs> hey.